It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Coming up on DTNS, it is a special show. It's the final Live With It segment for 2019, and I have thoughts on the Fitbit Versa 2. Hello, this is the Daily Tech News Show's Live With It segment for Monday, December 23rd from Studio Redwood. I'm Sarah Lane. From Salt Lake City, Utah, I'm Scott Johnson. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chan. Scott, I'm so happy that you're here with me uh, because you're kind of a fitness tracker person. I am, uh, despite the fact that I, well, I mean, my relationship with fitness trackers is a little like my relationship with any sort of fitness-related products. I'm very hopeful and wishful and wanting to use them more, and I'm kind of terrible at them. Um, I let them bug me a lot and then I sort of snooze them a lot. So what I'm hoping we get today is maybe a reason or two why I need to switch or maybe, maybe a reason or two why I shouldn't. I don't know. We'll find out. Absolutely. So for anybody who's new to the segment, live with it is our, it's a quarterly, it's, it's a, it's a, I hang out with a gadget or some sort of product for three months. I take lots of notes the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, in the past, my first live with it segment was the uh, Jabra 65T wireless Bluetooth headphones. Love them. Still use them every day of my life. Uh, the second live with it segment was a series of smart bulbs from Hue and LifeX. I have since expanded quite a bit. I've become a smart bulb aficionado, not going to lie. Uh, and this third segment is fitness tracker. Never had a smartwatch before. A uh, Fitbit Versa 2, We uh, there was a poll for patrons. That's what won three months ago. And we're going to get down to the nitty gritty of everything I think about this product. So we're going to start with kind of how we've done in the past is what were my first impressions? How did I feel about halfway through the experiment? And what are my overall thoughts? So nice. we'll start was we'll start with first impressions. When I first got the the Versa two, uh, and I I should preface this by saying I haven't worn a watch in a decade. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had a watch. That's actually not true. I bought myself a fancy watch and I lost it, and then I was like, no more watches. Uh, but uh, for the most part, when I needed to know what time it was, I either asked somebody or I pulled my phone out of my purse or my pocket. So the first impressions when I put it on my wrist was, oh my gosh, this thing is big. Now I'm a small person. I have small wrists. So I'm, I probably have the smallest form factor of, you know, anybody who could have this. 
the watch itself only comes in one size, the watch face. It comes in two different sizes for the band. I'm using the smaller band because I don't need the bigger band, but it does come with two. Uh, what was kind of interesting about this, and when Tom and I were trying to decide, okay, well, what model are we getting? I said, ah, let's just go with black. Let's just go, you know, black face, black uh, band. It'll match everything. When I first got it, I was like, oh, man, I kind of wish I would have gotten the gold face because I have a gold wa or gold iPhone and not that they need to be next to each other all the time, but it probably would have made a little bit more sense. It felt very imposing at first. You In like fact, gold, too. My memory is you brought yes. that up before, that you're a big fan of the gold. Yeah, and what's kind of weird is when you go to the Fitbit, if you're going to buy the watch from Fitbit site, there are a variety of watch styles and band styles that go together but you can't really mix and match all that much the gold came with a pink band i was like nope not doing that or mm. a purple i think there was a third and they were all just sort of like mm, just uh, they wouldn't match things i was wearing so i was like oh i shouldn't do that we should just go black in the future if i did this again i would have gotten the gold face and then just bought an extra band. Mm -hmm. They are sold separately, so it's going to be a little bit of extra money, but that would have been my choice. Mm -hmm. the, the, um, the band itself is rubber um, and really easy to clean. It's, it, it's you know, you can swim with it, the whole thing. At first, I thought, mm, it's a little sweaty. Now, granted, three months ago in Los Angeles, where I lived at the time, it was hot and it was a little sweaty and I thought this isn't very breathable. I should have gone with one of the woven bands that are kind of cool looking and, and probably wouldn't be so hot. Eh, I got over that pretty quick, but the, uh, my first impression was this is going to be hot and kind of unbreathable on my wrist. So there again, lots of strap options, various size options, uh, but that's going to cost you a little bit more money, but you can get more variety if you want to go that route. Uh, I mentioned that there's a longer strap uh, for bigger wrists. And for the first, oh, I don't know, 24 to 48 hours when I was like, oh, this thing on my wrist, I will never get used to it. I briefly thought about putting the larger strap on it and then attaching it to my ankle. <laughs> uh, you know, like I was like straight out of prison kind of thing. And then I thought, well, it might mess up my heart rate stuff. It's really designed for your wrist. So I didn't go that route, but I did briefly think about it. Uh, it's a USB charging uh, a charger. Uh, I've got it plugged into the back of my Mac Mini right now. And it the charge works fine. And, and in fact, it charges quite quickly. It doesn't sit flat on a table. And at first I was sort of like, what am I doing wrong here? But then I went online and looked at forums, and this is a very common complaint of people saying, well, it doesn't elegantly sit flat on a surface because the band or the uh, the power cord kind of goes through the back of it. Not a big deal, but something that I noticed. Mm. Did you, when when you say USB charging, were you talking micro USB? Are we talking USB-C? No, like, straight, straight USB, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so uh, again, if you're using a MacBook or something where you need a Thunderbolt port, you're going to need a converter for that. Most of us are used to it. My Mac Mini, thankfully, has a couple of straight-up USB ports, so it goes into the back of that. Uh, and that's actually something that we'll get to in a couple of minutes, why I decided that this is the, the right place for it to be charged. But you do have options, but it's it's regular USB. Gotcha. So when I first got the Versa 2, took it right out of the box. Battery life was about 80%. You know, it was fine. And I, you know, charged it briefly just to make sure I understood how it charged. Um, it only goes one way, you, you know, sort of match it up. It's 
pretty self-explanatory. Uh, but uh, I didn't charge it. I wanted to like run it out from getting it to see how long it took. Next morning, after somewhat heavy use because I was trying out a lot of stuff, it was at 48%. So it gives you a sense of, okay, if you're, if you're, if you're doing lots of stuff on this, uh, on the smartwatch and you're mostly at a hundred, you know, you're still going to be at about 50 the next day. You know, so I was pretty impressed out of the gate with the battery life pairing the, uh, my iPhone, cause I'm an iPhone user with the Fitbit app and, and the Versa two, which is kind of what you have to do right away. Totally seamless. Fitbit app is really nice. Now, what's funny is that I already had a Fitbit account that I had obviously like put together and then abandoned and never thought again in 2013. So my watch was telling me some statistics about my sleep and like my weight. I was like, how does it know? That's crazy. I didn't have this last night when I was sleeping. It was pulling in data from 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it would, which is helpful. It, it's just that I hadn't kept it up. So those stats are more or less useless to me, but it confused me at first. It took me a minute to figure out what was going on. Now, I mentioned that my first live with it segment were the Jabra 65T uh, Bluetooth earbuds, and I love them and I use them all the time. They pair with my phone pretty well. Every once in a while you get some Bluetooth issues, but those two uh, work perfectly together. Pairing the Bluetooth earbuds with the Versa 2 was clunky. Uh, it, 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 took me, it took me a good hour to kind of get those two to talk to each other, particularly as a triangle, the, you know, the little trifecta of the three. It does work, but it, that, was, that was not seamless uh, at, at all. Mm. Now, um, you might say, okay, well, does this have LTE? It, it does not. This is something that you have to pair with your phone if you want any connectivity, you want to get text messages on the go, that kind of thing. And so I thought, okay, well, let's just say I didn't have my phone with me and I wanted to go on a run and I wanted to listen to music. Can you do that? Can you load music onto this thing somehow or, or podcasts or whatever, anything that's audio? You can. And you can, you know, again, I could pair to my Jabra Bluetooth uh, earbuds and, and just sort of be, you know, free of anything else. However, it's, a, again, a little bit of a clunky process. It's a Fitbit Connect app on Mac OS that you download, it's free. But then what you have to do is add podcasts or music to a playlist. And you can't do that within iTunes. You have to, you have to actually go to the downloaded media in your iTunes folders on your computer, on your desktop, mm -hmm. and then bring them over. It works, but it requires a lot of prep. You know, if I wanna go on a jog and I wanna listen to an hour of stuff, I have to have had that playlist in order, figured out ahead of time on my desktop and then transfer over to my watch. So that like happened once just to see if it would work. And then I never did it again. Yeah, that's very, that's a very 99 to 03 kind of vibe to it. The way you're describing this is way too manual. Uh, yeah. And, it, and, and, and I, I know some people agree with me. I mean, I don't really own a lot of music anymore, so I have a music library, but it's not really the stuff I want to listen to. I'm an Apple music subscriber. 
uh, the the Versa 2 is not compatible. It is compatible with Spotify. So if you're a Spotify user, that's cool. But again, you still have to use playlists. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to stream, you know, whatever the new stuff is. It doesn't work that way because, again, you don't have actual connectivity in the device itself. Right. Interesting. So, so what we're seeing is what I kind of expected, which is, you know, when you buy into an ecosystem like uh, an Apple Watch paired with an iPhone or a Samsung Galaxy paired with a Samsung, I forget what they're called, Gear Watch, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you're buying into, in some way, uh, a, a cohesive ecosystem that means a lot of interplay between the devices. And when you start to cross those, um, you're going to have mixed results. Like this, it sounds like so far anyway, a lot of what you're looking for, like, oh, it's I'm getting notifications and I'm getting messages and I'm getting the the basic connectivity and the app integration. That's cool. But when the the minute you start sort of reaching out of that and are working with apps or music or whatever, you start to butt up against that ceiling a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I know a lot of the Apple Watch people are saying, oh, well, you should go to an Apple Watch because it's so much more seamless this way. So yeah, that is definitely a limitation if you want your 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 Mac OS, iOS, and and watch life to be seamless. This is not that when we're talking about streaming audio. However, there's uh, I believe three gigs of onboard memory. So if you if you want to you know load up before you go on a big trip or or you've got some time to to you know to 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 be able to set up stuff ahead of time, it is possible. Uh, but there are some limitations. Uh, I noticed that. When I went on a run, I had a bunch of music in here and you can shuffle, but you don't really have a sense of, uh, you know, if, if I want to go to the sixth song from the first song, it just, it just really isn't meant for that. So it's sort of, it's a feature that works barely. Mm. Uh, you know, and I mentioned the phone, the implication of being able to have media on your watch is that sometimes you don't want to bring your phone. The problem with that is that the watch is, I'm just going to call it a watch, you know, going forward, because that's what it is, fitness tracker, whatever you want to call it. It, it. it does a lot of other nice things when you do pair it to a smartphone. You, know, you get message notifications or, you know, calendar notifications or, uh, you, you know, can see who's calling you on the phone before you take your phone out of wherever it might be in a satchel of sorts. Uh, I almost never want to get rid of all of that stuff. I suppose if I was doing some sort of like a, I don't know, a, an hour of tech cleansing. I wouldn't bring my phone with me, but I'm so used to doing that already. That didn't really turn into a situation that I ever took advantage of. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, it sounds like though. So, so, so just, this might be a good place to say this, my use of the Apple watch, which I do have pair it with an iPhone, of course. And I do have the, all the options of, you know, app store, ecosystem, music, whatever. Um, I find that the, 99% of the time, the functionality I need or use or rely on is notifications, is calendar notifications, is that my phone ringing or got a text message or whatever. And mileage may vary in terms of people's enjoyment of how they integrate those things. That's still mostly what I get out of the device. So I'm still not convinced that I wouldn't be okay if I moved to something like the Versa 2. Yeah. Because I, again, those, those basics are there. And as it turns out, as much as, you know, you sell yourself on all the other features, those are the main things that keep me there. 
Yes. I thought to myself, okay, well, there's a swimming pool at my house. I'm not a very good swimmer, but let's say I was swimming. Well, my phone's not going in the pool with me. Uh, that that would be kind of cool. But again, it's like, I don't know, maybe if you're a champion swimmer, you'd be better at this. But I can't imagine being underwater and being like, oh, cool. I got a message from Scott Johnson just now. So helpful since I'm <laughs> underwater and I don't have my phone with me. I tried to think of situations where this would actually come in handy. Maybe if you're going on a long bike ride or something where even if you have your phone with you and it, you know, it would be kind of hard to take it out and, and do anything with. I, I, I know that there are people out here who say, I don't always want my phone. And again, no, uh, no data here, but, but you have some options but you're not going to get phone notifications. You're not going to get text notifications, none of that stuff. So moving on to sort of the Fitbit universe. Fitbit has been around for a while. The company has acquired uh, several companies. One was Fitstar. I don't know if you guys remember Fitstar, but it it was launched by a former Dig employee, actually, and it was all about being able to do yoga or weight training or some sort of exercise via these walkthrough tutorials that were on video and very nice. And they kind of had some celebrity athletes that they signed with at the beginning. So Fit, Fitbit bought Fitstar. Fitbit Coach has become kind of the conglomerate of, of all of this data. The idea is, is that if you've got a Versa 2 and you really care about your steps that you're taking during the day, the miles that you've gone, your heart rate, uh, and and you can set up various like, I want to run for an hour per day type thing. Nudge me if I haven't done that yet. If you really want to go crazy, then the idea is that Fitbit Coach would be your companion app because you're so uh, you're you're so into fitness that you'd also want to be going through these guided tours of weight training and that sort of thing. Mm. Now, the Fitbit Coach app is very buggy. I don't know if anybody else has had better experience than me, but I, I mean, I had a hard time with that app. The problem is, is we went slow and I had a hard time logging in. But once I did, you sort of go like, well, this is cool. Yeah, like I'll do a yoga class, you know, and like, I don't know, prop up my phone somewhere and, you know, have my watch with me. Everything's behind a paywall. So that's important to note is that this is something that it's kind of like Peloton where you go, oh, that's cool. I'll buy it and then I'll have so much fun. Well, you, it's a subscription. You, you're going to have to pay money every month in order to to enjoy the product as it's meant to be used. That's probably fine for a lot of people, but it was disappointing to me because I didn't really understand that until I got in there. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I uh, that the, the biggest problem I've had with Fitbit in the past, and I had an old Fitbit uh Oh, what's it called? The ones that are just below the Versa. I forgot the name of it. Not uh, Rage. Uh, oh, charge. That's it. Charge. Ah, uh, the Charge. Um, yeah, they had to finish Charge for a while. That was before I got an Apple Watch. And it did a lot of cool stuff for me. But my biggest complaint was how buggy the software was at the time. And I, it doesn't sound like that's incredibly improved. but No, I mean, the, the app itself, I was like, this is somewhat unusable. But then even after that, I was like, oh, there aren't even any... Like they don't even give you a, you know, 10 or 20 classes that are free type thing. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is just meant to be paid for. That said, if you wanted to really take it seriously, you know, and I'm I'm sitting in my garage right now, which is where Studio Redwood is, and I have got lots of room. And it's like if I wanted to sort of put down some mats and 
maybe hang a TV and 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 really take it seriously, that would be cool. But again, cost money. Sure. Yeah. So so let's move on to sleep tracking because I <laughs> I have sometimes a great night's sleep and sometimes very much not a great night's sleep. So uh, my sleep is something that I think about a lot. Um, and the Versitude does track sleep. You have to wear it. You have to be wearing it on your wrist. And at first I thought, there's just no way I can't wear this on my wrist at night. It'd be like wearing socks to bed. Can't be done. <laughs> but I actually got used to it. After a night or two, it wasn't a big deal to me at all. I kind of it, I don't know. It, it became more comfortable really quick. First night of sleep tracking, I got a score of 86. That's out of 100. And what I had done is it, ahead of time, and Fitbit goes go, gets real deep if you wanted to, you set your ideal sleep time. So I said, okay, well, that's eight hours. Almost never happens, but that's ideal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I'll go to bed at 10.30 p.m., wake up at 6.30. That's about right for me. And I thought that the watch might remind me to go to bed before 10.30, I got a notification on my phone through the Fitbit app, which was helpful, but it would have been nice if the watch did it. Didn't get any notifications on the watch. And then in the morning I woke up before 6.30, watch had gone into a no display mode uh, to save battery, I, I suppose, even though I have it as always on, meaning that every time you look at it, the display is on, which does drain battery, but I feel like it's more like a watch that way. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so yeah, <laughs> I had a good first night of sleep. All right, so that didn't bother me either. By the way, after a few days uh, with a watch, any kind of watch, like I thought it was going to drive me nuts, and now I, even when I'm supposed to charge it, I'll forget to take it off, and I'll just sleep with it, and I don't know what benefit I'm getting from it because I don't really have the sleep features turned on. I probably should, but I kind of like when the alarm goes off and it's my wrist I hit snooze on and not some table that's uh, arms reach away. Yeah, it it surprised me how well I adapted after initially being like, "Ugh, get this off of me! I'm not gonna sleep with this. There's no way." Yeah. But it was it was actually fine. Um, and I I've worn it to bed every night pretty much since. Not yes. a problem, you know, with with a few exceptions. Logging food is something that that the Fitbit universe also is is good at. It's a little again to use the word clunky. I don't really log food. I I know what I eat. I don't. It's just not really a thing that I've ever done, even though I probably should. But and that's not something that you do on the watch face itself. You do that in the app. Right. But then the watch can can give you some some uh, notifications about you know how well you're doing. If you're trying to lose or gain weight, it can it can help kind of motivate you that you know you're two pounds lighter than you were the day before based on the calories that you took in. So it's not like you're connected to like a why things uh, scale or anything like that. It's, it's, it's all self um, you, it, it, it's all you being super honest about what you've eaten. Also, I find that a lot of these services where it's like, okay, I had chicken and broccoli last night. It, it'll be like, you had one cup of broccoli. I'll be like, well, I don't know if it was a cup. I mean, it was broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know if it was half a pound of chicken. It was just like some chicken that I had. So some of that stuff doesn't seem all that accurate to me. But I think you that are so preaching to the choir here. I struggle <laughs> with that so much. And it's funny because this is an, this is actually an example of a built in feature that the Apple Watch does not have built in. They rely on third parties. It's like, well, what, what food tracker do you want? Do you want to use lose it? Great. Use that. And then you track your food and it'll integrate with the phone in order to track calories burned and that sort of thing. But it's all separate. But my my bigger problem is I don't trust any of the numbers. It's like, what'd you eat? Well, I think it was a quarter quarter ounce of chicken. I don't know. You tell me like right. I, 
It's awful. I can't do it. It's only good if you're scanning a barcode and you eat exactly what was inside of the barcoded item. But right. if you're eating some of the barcode on it, chances are it's not good for you anyway. So it's a it's a bummer. I don't like how that all works, the food tracking. It's a pain in the butt. Well, and also it's funny because Fitbit has – it's a pretty big database of food. So I'm a big tortilla chip person. I love chips. I eat chips every day. Love tortilla chips. I don't know how much I'm eating. Several handfuls, <laughs> I suppose. And there's certain brands of tortilla chips that where I'm like, well, that's not actually the brand that I'm eating, but it's probably close. But who even knows how the ingredients change, you know, based on brands. So again, a lot of that stuff is like with a grain of salt, gives you a sense of what you're doing, though. If you really do have uh, fitness goals that involve food, I can see where if you want to take it seriously, it's going to help keep you on track. But it's not something that is really the law. It's, right. you know, it's just, it's kind of what it was. Yeah. I mentioned this to you, Scott, I, I believe in a DTNS episode over the last three months. I don't care how many steps I take in a day. I think that, I, I think that how many miles or, or, you know, uh, uh, somewhat, uh, uh, you know, less than a mile. I, well, I always walk more than a mile in a day, but that the distance that I've, I've traveled in a day, you know, on my own two feet exercising, that's important to me. Steps don't, I feel like that's like a strange metric because if I'm a little tiny person and I take lots of steps and I take more steps than you, you might still have traveled more distance than me. So the steps is like a weird thing that right away, um, and the watch face itself is customizable, so you can have stuff that's on the um, always on display that you care about, and you can bury other stuff that's there, but you you kind of have to you know get into get into the interface and and scroll a little bit. That was actually good because I was like, I don't care about my steps because that was like the front and center thing. I wanted to know how many miles did I walk today because my goal is always five miles. Doesn't always happen. Sometimes uh, it does. Sometimes I do better. Sure. But but you know that's a that's the goal that 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 motivates me. That that's what I'm looking for. I, I kind of I'm in the same. Um, I the nice thing. So so I'll throw a I guess I'll throw a thumbs up for a feature on the Apple Watch. They give you very granular data on distance. So yes, it's steps, but it's also miles or point whatever miles under a mile or you know like lots of metrics to sort of measure your distance which I find to be a lot more useful than just how many steps I took. The how many steps I took thing is okay, but it harkens back to a very early fitness tracker era, back when the Fitbits were these little uh, clip-on-your-belt things. Right. And just didn't give you much more than that. It was like kind of obtuse and not usable. So I, I'm with you. I like the actual distance of a thing. And, and uh, yeah, I, that's, that's one, one of the things I've relied a lot on with the Apple Watch, and it's done a good job of delivering that. Yeah, yeah. And and again, everybody's different. You've got steps, you've got uh, calories, if you're, again, going to be logging your food. You know, women have cycle stuff that they can they can add onto the watch, which I did, and then I kind of never looked at it again because I'm like, I already know my body. But, um, but you know, the, the, there, there are quite a few customizable options that you have for the watch itself, what's front and center, and that's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. Now, there are also, speaking of watch faces, Lots of watch faces in the Fitbit app. Uh, it, wh while you're in there, you can go to the watch face um, uh, area tab. And there are some that Fitbit made itself. Not that many, uh, but several. 
And then there are a lot of third-party apps. And some of them are really cool looking. The problem, again, is that most of them are not free or they're janky. I installed one um, watch face that I thought was extremely cool and it installed fine. The problem is that it was not upfront that it cost money until it was on my watch. So you see it and then it goes blank and then it says like, you know, go back to the app and pay $3 for the, you know, it, it was very annoying. Mm. And, and I wish that there was an easier way for Fitbit to be like, here are free watch faces. Here are paid for watch faces. And also we c cannot, um, we cannot authenticate some of these watch faces that you might be putting onto your watch. Cause a couple of them that I installed, they were just like glitchy and strange and didn't look like they were supposed to look. And it's a little bit of a wild west type situation with watch face uh, apps. So I ended up just going back to the default Fitbit app that came with the watch that was nice enough anyway. Can you, do you know if people can make their own or is that a, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I okay. mean, if you know, you develop a watch face and yeah, you can put it in the store again. I don't think Fitbit is vetting anything. And that's why I was disappointed with a few of the watch faces that I ended up putting on my watch. Cause I was like, oh, that's, this is not working. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's not really an app store, like an app store quite yet. All right. So we're, that's kind of my, my overall thoughts within the first, let's say month about, right. about midway through my three months. Um, my thoughts, were as such. Uh, got used to the size of the watch. Strap material stopped bothering me. In fact, even though, again, as I said, it was hot in LA and I was like, oh, this isn't breathable. It's going to be a problem. It's also really water resistant. The, 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 the band itself is, you know, again, it's rubber, it's black, easy to clean. And I stopped taking it off. I, I didn't purposely shower with my watch on, but it did happen a couple times because I I was so used to it being on my body, I just didn't take it off. Soap is probably not a good idea for the watch, but nothing bad happened. I mean, it it got that, like, it became part of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've yet to do that, but I always wonder why I don't because I to me, this thing's not even on me anymore. It's just like part of me. <laughs> and so now I just, I have a habit of taking it off. I don't actually need to, and neither do you. These things are, you know, water resistant and are going to be okay in there. But for some reason, I always take mine off. And and me too, usually. But again, there were a couple times where I'd be like mid-shower, like, ah, my watch. Eh, it's fine. <laughs> you know? It's supposed to be in the water. It's fine. I mean, it's it's literally waterproof down to, I believe, eight feet, you know, which is why people can swim with them. Uh, even though text is very small on the face, and this is going to be the issue with anybody who's got a smartwatch because they're only going to be so big. At first, I was like, it's silly to read text messages on this thing. I can't read this. Like, I have bad eyes. It is very nice. It is really nice to be on the go. And even if you don't see the whole message, just to be like, oh, so-and-so texted me and they're getting back to me about this, this, that, and other thing. When I have a minute, I'll pull out my phone and read the rest of the message. I mean, invaluable. And again, I'm late to the game on this one, but I can't believe I lived so long without this being a thing that I had at the ready. Yeah, it seems like a thing that you never didn't have. And when, and when it's gone, like if you forgot to put it on for a while or something, you go, Oh my gosh, why don't I have my watch on? Like, it's a little like a smartphone itself. And maybe that's what all these companies were counting on 
is that we would find these, oh my gosh, I don't know how I lived without it moments. And it's happening with me with a watch. And I never thought it would because I went, I was a holdout for what, three generations of the, of the Apple watch, uh, had a charge, but it was just for fitness. Like I really was a holdout and now I can't, whatever I do moving forward, whether it's this or another Apple watch or something else, I just, I can't even imagine not having that extra you know, way to, to quickly communicate and to end a call fast or to just do a quick voice call over my watch if I have to, if I'm in a place where I can't, you know, free up my hand to get my phone or whatever it is, that stuff's proven to be way more valuable than I would have expected. Yeah. I, and I think there's, there's always kind of that one feature where you go, ah, well, can't live without this. My mom, when I got, when I got my Versa 2, she was, uh, she didn't have a smartwatch at the time. You know, again, this is three months ago now. And I was visiting or something, and she was like, oh, that's really cool. I was thinking about getting an Apple Watch, and I think she went to the Apple Store the next day and got one. And her thing is like, I can see the weather. And I'm like, well, you can do lots of things. She's like, I, I know I can do lots of things, but the weather, very important to me. You know, it's like that was like the one killer feature for my mom where she's like, I can look at my wrist and see the weather at any time of day. I love this thing. I mean, that's nothing short of revolutionary for a certain generation. It must be, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, they never had that before. It's amazing. So, uh, you know, I, this is mostly positive stuff that I'm talking about the Versa, you know, as, as far as my experience goes. However couple funny glitches that have happened and it's funny that we're doing this today because it happened again today it only happened once before i had a strange incident where the watch i you know had it on my wrist and i kind of looked at the time and i was sort of like oh it's 10:30 i thought it was later and then i realized oh it is later this is wrong and then i realized the date is wrong as well what's going on here i don't know but i do know that the watch had run out of batteries and we'll get to battery life in a second, but it had run fully out of a charge, which takes a few days before this happened. Now that should not affect anything. It should, you know, come back to life just like a phone, you know, if it runs out of batteries and is dead for a minute and still understand what day and time it is. The Versa 2 got confused and it confused me. Um, and it was a day that I had to do a lot of work that is time sensitive. So that was kind of a strange thing. Now, when I charged it, eventually it kind of kicked back into gear and 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 got up to speed and, I don't know, pulled down whatever it needed to pull down from some satellite, and it was fine. But that was odd. Now, right before we started the show today, I had been charging it. Again, I let it run out last night because I wasn't paying enough attention. I usually don't do that, but it does happen every now and then. And it now tells me that it is uh, we're, well, based on when we're recording, I am half an hour back and I'm a month back. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, but that literally happened today. So that's, that's easy. That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. That. Like it's not November Fitbit. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, it need, I mean, what is the job of any watch? I don't care smart or otherwise it's to keep time and keep right. it as properly as possible. You would think there'd be some sort of, even on a full loss of battery, it syncs to your phone, so it should see the phone time. Like, that's goofy. That's really weird. Yeah, there, the, that is, I mean, it's it's somewhat unforgivable. And I. And again, I was going to, when I was going to mention this, I was going to say, you know, it was one weird day, who knows. But it now just happened for the second time. And both times were when the watch was fully depleted, and then I brought it back to life from, from, from dead. So, yeah, there's something going on there. 
speaking of charging on a, on a good day, which again, most of the last three months, totally good days versus two, it has good battery life, but is in that kind of sweet spot of it being about five days of use. So it's long, but it's just enough to kind of forget to charge it because you just, you know, you, 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 it's not as long as my Bluetooth uh, earbuds, which can last like weeks and weeks, but it doesn't need to be charged every day. So I noticed myself kind of forgetting what I decided to do just to get in the habit of is, again, I, I mentioned I have USB input in the back of my Mac mini when I do D DTNS, cause I'm just standing here anyway. I'm not really doing any exercising or, or measurable stuff that the fit would, would record anyway. I just charge it. You know, you charge it for an hour a day, you're good. You're never yeah, going to get in trouble. It does make me wish it was like a, you get a full seven days out of that thing. It'd be perfect. You just kind of remember on a Sunday to charge it. It's the same thing every week. You don't have to worry about your midweek run out or whatever. I get two days out of the Apple Watch. I wish it was longer. Mm. Um, but I guess I've kind of gotten around, you know, I understand the schedule now. So every two days I'm like, oh, yeah, I better probably charge this. And I think if you probably, if you were really just kind of letting it do stuff in the background and glancing down at it every once in a while, you probably would get closer to a week. But I, you know, I, I'm not in there all day, every day. And I was like, mm, it's more like five days. It's five days. It's a solid five days. So it's good battery life, but something where you have to, you know, you have to get on some sort of a schedule of your own to make sure that you don't get into trouble. Because again, I have in the past because it was long enough that I forgot about it. Good, yeah. motiv good motivator. Any fitness tracker is going to be that. If I haven't got enough steps, again, steps not super important to me, but if it says, hey, it's 10 to 6, you have 100 steps left in order to get enough steps that you're going to make your daily average, you know, I kind of might walk around the block. Uh, that's It's a good motivator. I, I love that stuff. Sometimes I ignore it. But, <laughs> but, but, if I, but if I have the time... If I'm in a situation where I can be like, oh, okay, I'm almost there. That's cool. That's fun. It's does a fun little game. For, does that have stuff for like your friends to put you on a list and then they send their comparative data and then you get to feel bad as Tom Beach at your, you yes. know, goal yes. thing? Okay. You do. Um, and that all goes through the Fitbit app. You can, you know, it's Fitbit has been a social app for some time. I don't really do that with anybody, but yes, you and I could, uh, we could have, you know, a, a, a running a little game that we're doing of who, you know, walked the most or stepped the most or had the best hour. And that's all, that's all available to you. Cool. Uh, cool. Prior to the Versa 2, here's another thing. Speaking of steps or, or distance, I used to use Apple's health app on iOS just to see, you know, how far I had gone. Again, five miles a day. That's my goal. If I get more than that, I feel great about myself. And the health app, because again, my phone was always on my person would would let me know that as well as lots of other stats but that stats but that was the one that I was always tracking i have noticed on on walks that are like they you know i door to door i do not deviate at all and the health app would say that was 1.2 miles so i got used to that the versa seems to round up or the health app rounded down i don't know which one but the versa will be like oh one and a half miles i'm like hmm <laughs> kind of thought that it was not one and a half miles. I'd like to know which one is right. But I think that a lot of these devices, like you're just not going to get ultimate precision from any of them. Right. Yeah, uh, I don't think, and by the way, I, I think that's a thing across the board. I don't think the verse is any, any worse than any others that you do get some screwy data and you can't yeah. count on, you know, if I'm, 
shaking my hand around a lot. I don't know how much of that was tracked as walking or not, but I'll bet some of it was. So, yeah. yeah. A uh, couple couple auto detection uh, features that are cool, but I, again, don't think are very accurate. Uh, I set the VersaTube to auto detect when I was running, which it can do. And a couple of times, and this again is at where I used to live, I used to do a lot of hiking. And it would detect that I was running when I was very, very much not running. I might have been taking big steps up a rock, you know, here and there. Uh, or walking briskly, but not jogging, not even slow running, not even really like power walking. So uh, that's a little, you know, it would it would be nice if it had some sort of a feature where when you first get it, you can like do a little test so it understands what you mean by running, and then it can record activity after the fact. That unfortunately does not exist. Also, going back to sleep stats, in, you know, in any given night, sometimes... I am in bed for a good seven hours. I'm laying there, but I'm not sleeping. You know, I'm tossing and turning or I'm staring at the ceiling or whatever. It's like, you know, when you're awake Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always record that. It goes like, yay, cool. Seven hours where I'm like, "Mm, you're okay. I mean, I guess you knew I was horizontal, but I wasn't asleep (laughs) all the times that you thought I was asleep. So I'm not really sure what I think heart rate and probably movement just have to do with that. And then it just does its best. Yeah, that's the tricky bit is you want these things to be accurate or else what are we doing? You know, like, right. especially when your name is Fitbit, the whole point is we track your fitness. We are the fitness device, the premier fitness device. And if you're not tracking it 100% of the time, I don't know that that's great for people's confidence. And maybe there's just no way the tech isn't there yet. I don't know. But, you know, that's a bummer. And maybe it's a bummer across the board, but it's a bigger bummer when your name is Fitbit. Yeah, and and I I think that some people care more about sleep stats than others. I lo- that's like my most like beloved metric, again because sleep is so important to me, and I feel so good if I've gotten a good night's sleep. But I want the tracker to know <laughs> when indeed I did not, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it 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 doesn't really understand that. That said, uh, in in any given night where I'm like you know I was pretty much asleep for the last eight hours, uh, the sort of like REM versus deep sleep versus awake kind of stuff. It, it isn't inaccurate. I think it just misses stuff for the most part. It is kind of, it's, it's a fun thing to look back at. Uh, if you, if you care about that kind of thing, uh, overall thoughts of the Fitbit Versa two. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. 
To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. People complain, um, and and in fact, this was a complaint when we were having our Patreon poll of what fitness tracker I should use. The Apple Watch was one of the options. Um, the uh, the the Samsung Gear was another, uh, but the Fitbit one. People complain, eh, the Versa Two doesn't really integrate with uh, integrate with iOS well enough. It's not really a smartwatch. It's 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 a fitness tracker. That might be true. I've never had an Apple Watch. I think that this does a lot of stuff. It does a lot of stuff that I don't even take advantage of just because of the way that I am. I don't um, – I, I never at any point thought, well, if I had an Apple Watch, this would be so much better. I really liked what I got out of this. You know, the kind of glitchy stuff aside, the statistics, the tracking, um, the the functionality, the form, all of that, I was really happy with it. I never thought, oh, I'm I'm – somehow missing out on what real smartwatches do. It, it felt very smart to me. I also think if you, if you were to get a few different bands, maybe various colors, various textures, and they're, they're easy to swap out. Um, it, I don't, I mean, easy enough anyway, you could, you could make this more of a fashion item. This is, you know, it's black on black. That's, that's what I got. So again, matches everything, but you could, you could have a little bit more fun with this if you were willing to spend, you know, another 50 bucks for another couple of bands. And, and again, if breathability, um, or material is of importance to you, you do have some options. Size doesn't bother me anymore. Um, it, it, it did at first went away real quick. Uh, I, I love wearing a watch. In fact, I feel really weird when I don't have it on, which is probably why I've taken it to the shower with me a couple times inadvertently, because it just it's it's just it's me. You know, it's like uh, not having your keys when you leave the house. You just you know, you don't do it. You feel really weird if that happens. Um, and I, I do think that even though I haven't had a smarter watch, I do think this is an excellent fitness tracker. If you want to go crazy, as I mentioned, I wasn't really impressed with Fitbit Coach, the app, but that could be another level that you could take this where if you are, if you're maybe, you know, you're going to train for a marathon or you've got, you know, certain fitness goals and food goes into it and sleep goes into it and your distance and your steps and your heart rate, that all are metrics that, that might go into some sort of goal you have. You can get really granular with with the Fitbit uh, platform, not just this watch, but the platform itself. Yeah, it seems it seems like you're you're right in line with what I, uh, you know, had had seen like reviews wise and that sort of thing on this device. Um, It's still a big question for me, like when I'm ready to upgrade or, you know, maybe it's even a downgrade, some would say. I don't know. It's certainly a downgrade in price, which is why I'm interested. Um. You, you've, you've convinced me that this is on the offing for sure. Like I'm, I'm definitely going to look at the Versa two or whatever's next for the Versa line in the next year, because that's probably when I'll make this switch. And 
I like to see others, you know, thriving in this market. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't want it to all just come down to, well, you get an Apple Watch or you try to figure out Android Wear and, and, and you know, it's kind of a shot in the dark. Good luck, everybody. I would love more competition in the space, and Fitbit certainly deserves a spot there. Yeah, and we're still in that area of smartwatches where there are too many, and they won't all survive, and we know that. But this this ecosystem, I am overall very impressed impressed with, even though I'm taking advantage of maybe a third of what's on offer. I am, I'm happy with, with, with the Versa 2. I, I really am. And the fact that the price has come down, you know, 70 bucks since it first launched, um, is, is a, is a great incentive for anybody else who's, who's looking for something that's a little bit cheaper than the Apple watch and maybe has some more limitations. Maybe you're an Android user and some of, some of that Apple watch stuff doesn't even apply to you. That all uh, comes into consideration. But that, that is the review. Uh, three months of living with it. Scott, before we say goodbye, I want to mention and remind folks that we just had our poll for our next Live With It segment, which is all about intelligent ovens. Mm. The June oven won. Um, and over the over the um, uh, the Amazon, <coughs> excuse me, smart oven, in fact, which I was sure was going to win because it was the most affordable. So we got kind of got the you know middle of the road, 400 bucks. It is now in my kitchen, and I won't, you know, no spoilers, because this will be the next segment, but I have cooked chicken perfectly for the first time in my life <laughs> in the last couple of days, and boy, is that gratifying or what? I am excited about this, because <laughs> I'm a terrible cook. I'm really bad at it. My wife is amazing at it, and I've always felt just like less than in that regard, so I need a cheat, and it sounds like maybe the tech sheet is the way to do it, so... Uh, all eyes on this uh, on this next live with it because uh, that 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 is an area of sort of smart home I am completely unaware of. I have no expectations going into it, and I'm excited to hear how you use it. Well, I'm excited to tell you about it, and I'm also excited to eat a bunch of food that's better than what I would do because I'm not all that great of a cook <laughs> either. Uh, but for now, we will wrap up this segment. Versa 2, Fitbit, overall thumbs up from me uh, with some caveats. Uh, Scott Johnson, thanks so much for being with me. And uh, you got to let uh, folks know where they can keep up with the rest of your work. Well, uh, because we're, we're, here, we're in the thick of the holidays, the end of the year here. If you're looking for some cool stuff uh, that's available on our store, you can check it out over at frogpants.com slash store. Uh, if you're already a fan of the podcast or the artwork, there's plenty for you there. But if you're not, maybe check out some of the free stuff that's there and see if you are a fan or not. Maybe you are. You just don't know it yet. That's frogpants.com. And uh, big thanks for having me on. You can also find me on Twitter, at Scott Johnson. Excellent. Uh, patrons, <laughs> I just uh, woke up my smart speaker saying that. Uh, patrons, uh, th just so you know, this is an audio-only episode. So for any reason, you're like, where's the video option? There isn't one. We, we've actually just done Live With It's audio only for now. If for any reason you'd like the next one to be video, it will be a smart oven after all. Maybe I can show off some cool food. Do let us know. Uh, and if you have feedback in general on any Live With It's that we've done so far and anything that you'd like to see me review in the future, you can always email us. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. On regular days, we're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern at 21.30 UTC. You can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Tomorrow, special holiday lineup starts with our special retro DTS episode. See you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> 
Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.